Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space. There's been a topic that's been flying around the world of hashtag med Twitter, basically where all of the docs on Twitter get together to debate and discuss and collaborate. And it's been this conversation of with the rise of social media and the popularity that it's gathering, what do we do with it? How do we use it to promote ourselves, not just in social media, but to see if we can use it as a tool to help us get jobs, to help us find other ways to collaborate, to help us get published, to help us do the things that we want to do, to build the careers that we want to have. And I have two experts in this work that are going to join me to discuss, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Before we jump into the conversation, please check out the website, www.explorethespaceshow.com. You can find the entire archive there. We've crossed the 100 episode mark. It's just incredibly exciting, all the great things that have happened and the extraordinary guests that we've had and the conversations that are all nested there. You can find me on Twitter at ETS Show. I'm very active on social media. Obviously, that's what we're talking about today. And then you can also email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. Explore the Space is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Please subscribe because all of the great content that we're doing, I want to make sure it gets to you and so you can listen to it. And then please leave us a rating and a review. That's a really helpful tool to get the show forward-facing so people can find the show, other people can find this material, find these great conversations, and find out about all the cool stuff that we're doing, including this. I am really excited about this one. I am joined by two proper titans of hospital medicine, and I do not use that term lightly. I, I am, I'm not one for faint praise. So there's two hospitalists sitting. We're all at the same table, and this is super cool. I will not lie. I'm a little bit starstruck. I get a little bit fanboyed out when I meet people who are way up at the top. So Dr. Vinnie Aurora is one of the true leaders of hospital medicine. She's been at this game for a while. She has established herself as one of those people that when she speaks, you listen. And when you want to ask questions, when you want to learn, when you want to inquire, you want to run it through her prism, through her eyes, so that she can give you that feedback, so she can say, this is the right work, and let's go forward. And then I'm also joined by Charlie Ray. Charlie and I live about 45 miles apart. We're sitting in a conference room in Washington, D.C., where we finally met in person for the first time. Charlie is a hospitalist at the VA and affiliated with UC San Francisco. He is also doing that same work, and he is leading the way on social media for physicians. How do we engage in this platform? How do we step out of our comfort zone and get into the space where everybody already is so we can share the work that we're doing so we can learn together? Vinny and Charlie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having us, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Great introduction, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll record it again. <laughs> right. I'll listen to it over and over and there you go. Can I just use that intro for, yes. for my, uh, so this for is my this. CV? Yes. Can I just put right. that little audio Tighten clip in hospital there? hospital medicine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly right. Bang. So <laughs> we are talking about how do we use social media on a CV, on a professional curriculum vitae. Mm-hmm. This came up, I think, a couple of weeks ago. So I've jumped into Twitter in the last, like, five months or so, and I remember finding both of you. I've been reading you both in the Journal of Hospital Medicine. I've seen you guys give talks at these conferences. You, I know of you. Mm-hmm. When I remember when I got the thing that says, you are now followed by Vinny Aurora. You are now followed by Charlie. It's like this little fist bump moment. It's like, <laughs> oh, validation. It's very exciting. We jumped into this common thread. It was probably about three weeks ago. I don't remember exactly how it came up, but what came out of it was we see people put content on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We see people do web-based chats. I remember what it was. You both hosted a chat about the impact of sleep habits and sleep deprivation in the hospital. Yeah. Right. 
probably some couple hundred physicians jumped in. We broke down a paper that had been written about this. It was a study that you, Vinny, had done with your team, the Siesta study, best name ever. Thank you. And we dove into this and people were engaged and they were talking and they were arguing and they were saying, this is our best practice. Will we do it this way? I'm gonna do both. It was extraordinary. And it raised the question, how do we take something like that and say, I did that. We curated that. This happened and we were the ones that did the mental work, that created the platform, that did the promotion, did the study. We should be able to put that on our professional CV and we did not meet with unanimity. There was significant pushback from a lot of places. So I want to start from, let's just start with the fundamentals. When you do something, when you are a guest on a podcast, when you do something notable on Twitter, when you start a blog that gets some level of impact, should do these things have a place on a professional CV? Vinny, what do you think about this, the central dogma of when you do this, should we be putting it on a CV? Yes, if it relates to your professional work life, absolutely. Right, right. And um, I should tell you that um, you know, I actually help with promotions now at yeah. my institution, and this question comes up a lot, especially in academia. I'm at University of Chicago, pretty, you know, a, a big place, right? It's yeah. one of the it's one of the houses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty classic yeah. place, yeah, you know, yeah. classic science yeah. place. Right. And so this is challenging to a lot of places now, which Very is how do so. we document impact? But the but the key word is impact. Impact. So how can we take what you're doing? And the nice thing about social media, you mentioned um, JHM chat, which I think Charlie mm-hmm. will talk a little bit more about, but something we both co-run is the Journal of Hospital Medicine Twitter chats. And um, we can document impact. We know the nut reach, the impressions, the alt metric scores on our papers, blog mentions, those are all very important in right. this day and age. Um, and from a research perspective, you know, being a researcher, um, you know, I don't get citations like until years later, I'll be like, oh, somebody cited our paper. Right. I mean, that person has to go through a review process. Right. Read First of all, they have to find my paper, read it, yeah. go through a review process, get their paper accepted, and then I get a citation. That could be multiple years. Right. Um, whereas if I find that they are talking about the paper on Twitter um, or they are posting on Facebook or somebody blogged about it, that is exciting to me. I'm like, somebody cares and I can actually see who those people are. And in fact, for that paper, what was awesome is I saw a lot of patients and public members actually stepping up to be like, we're interested in this stuff, which kind of gave me renewed vigor for the work. So you're in the place of yes. Yes. Because you, you are also one of those people, yeah. like me, like Charlie, yeah. who reviews CVs. Absolutely. Who posts a position yeah. and says send. Yeah. And then when you get them, so you're saying, yeah, no more argument, put them on. Yes. Charlie, where are you with this? Absolutely. In total agreement. I mean, if you think about what your CV is actually trying to accomplish, I mean, just the, the very basic, the very basics of what, of what a CV is trying to accomplish is you're trying to show sort of your output in the world. Yeah. How are you engaging? How are you, how are you touching other people? How are you differentiating and, yourself from other people? Exactly. Cause you're competing for a right. spot. And in, in the academic world, you know, the classic academic coin over the past 50, 100 years, whatever it's been, has been, you know, the, the publication. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. because over the past 50, 100 years, 
years. That was the only way you could reach people. I mean, people, you know, waited at their mailbox once a month for JAMA to show up or New England Journal to show up, <laughs> and you flipped through the pages. Totally. And that was the way in which you disseminated your work. And that worked very well back then. Yeah. But as we all know, you know, a paradigm shift has occurred. We mm-hmm. now exist in a world where people don't flip through pages anymore. They That's scroll right. through screens. And so we've had to shift the way in which we sort of think um, about how we're connecting with people. Um, and social media is one of those avenues. And that's one of the ways where we're using it yeah. um, with the Journal of Hospital Medicine uh, and then personally as well to sort of push out our work. So to answer that question, absolutely. This is where the world is moving. That's right. And so I think um, academia um, and, and and people who are looking to you know hire individuals or looking at CVs, you have to look at, um, at this sort of output. I think it is pertinent. And for me, that was where in some ways I feel like I found my voice a little bit on Twitter and figured out kind of where I fit in right. because I'm still a Twitter novice. I'm learning from how do we do this? You know, I've spoken with people about how do you track your metrics, what yes. stuff resonates, how do you craft a good tweet. This, so I'm still learning basics. But also in terms of expressing myself and who I am, especially in terms of my career, it was this conversation where I put forward, I think you should do it, and a lot of people pushed back. And I basically said, listen, I'm not asking. I'm saying I look at CVs. I hire physicians. I want this on your CV. I want to know the whole you. I want to see the creative things that you've done because it helps illustrate the person you are. It gives us great things to talk about and it differentiates you right. as someone who may really be able to innovate in this space. So good. So we have unanimity so that when people listen to this, they're, they're going to know that when they're applying, at least in the world of hospital medicine, I would suggest in most of medicine, that there's a space for this. Let's dive into what are we talking about? What, what stuff meets this? Cause there might be some things that we don't want people to assume. We would never want someone to add things to their CV that are not helpful. Let's start with, some of the basic things that, yes, would qualify you. So what would you both sort of put out there? Why don't we just kind of like we each get one. It's that game where you give one and you pass. Yeah. I would start off, if you're on my podcast, if you're a guest on Explore mm-hmm. the Space, man, you better put it on your CV. Right. If you ever yes. send me your CV right. and you've been a podcast guest right. and I don't see it, I'm going to call you and right. say, why didn't you put it on? Right. Okay, so that's we're going to put it on our that's CV right. now. <laughs> oh, it'll be there. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be there. Be there. So, be, for both of you, it can be on page 12. It's totally cool. So but, yeah. I blog for SHM yes. Hospital Leader. Yes, you do. And that is my own content. And totally. I spend a lot of time creating that content. You do. And sometimes it's about my work. Sometimes it's about other people's yeah. work. But it's impactful. And I definitely want to put that those posts on my CV. Mm-hmm. So people can be like, well, this is what people, this is what I think about the whatever it is that I blogged about. So an important question with blogs. If you start a blog and you have one that you post to consistently, yes, yes, would you put that on there as a single entity? Yeah. Or is each blog post its own thing? And that's a great question. So actually, I am like in a group blog. So yeah. I, I used to have my own blog. It was too hard for me to upkeep. Okay. Then I got asked by SHM to be one of their bloggers. Okay. I'm like, great. And now they just put me on a schedule. I send them the post. They post it up. Gotcha. Great. Okay. They help with all the metrics and all the right, stuff. Right. So what I would do is I would just say guest contributor and then this many posts per okay. year and then highlight one or two posts that maybe had a variety of metrics. So guest contributor. Yeah. And we're going to get to how we're going to actually yeah. cite these things. Right. But so we can take a blog and we can break it out where yes. you would say, I did a single post for an important blog. Exactly. 
that yeah, counts. Like Kevin yeah. MD or you right, know right. healthcare right. blog, and I've done that as well. Okay, but uh, but but if you're frequently posting on a certain site, you're going to highlight that you're a routine contributor to this site, Got and it. then you might want to give an example so that people have an example in your work. A lot of CVs are looked at electronically now, so you put in the link and you just tap the link, and you're like ready to go. And so so that's the key is that you're letting people know not only am I a frequent blogger here, check this out. Here's a sample of what I did. I literally almost started applauding and I had to catch myself because obviously my mic would have picked it up. Embed links in right. your CV. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Because right. I want to be able to just, I don't want to have to go look. Right. right. I want to click it and whoop, it populates yeah. in a new Absolutely. window and I can see the podcast you were on yeah. or the blog post you did yeah. and then right. read it for myself. Yeah. All right. Podcast, good to go. Yeah. Blog, good to go. And I would say same thing for podcasts. If you started a podcast, that yes. counts. If you're a guest on a podcast, right. that counts. If you're a contributor, some of our notable medical podcasts have medical students and residents who aren't the voice of the mm -hmm. show, but they contribute. They create Absolutely. the cases. Right. They do the content. They do the site. All of that stuff, if you're part of that universe, I would say. So podcast blogs count. Right. Charlie, how about for you? So one of the things that Vinny and I have, have developed over the past two years is, is JHM Chat, which is yeah. a reoccurring um, online journal club that we hold about once a month at this point in time. It's not enough. I'll just say that out loud. Well, <laughs> and this is why I'm going to tell you. It's, it, it's, yes. it's about enough for us. I know, yes. I know, um, I know. And, and I put this in sort of the idea of, of, of more of program development. Yeah. So we essentially were sort of given this idea of like, actually, you know, do this online chat. But we have built it out at this point to where it's now a fully functioning program. So Absolutely. when I put it in my CV, yeah. I put on there, you know, I have developed a program that, that mm -hmm. engages, um, you know, a number of hospitals. We talk about these sorts of topics. Yes. And just as, a, as Vinny sort of alluded to, I will put the topics that we put on there. The other thing that I also put and that we'll, I'm sure we can talk about mm -hmm. a little bit later on is, you know, quantifying the metrics or yes. the metrics. engagement metrics right. on there. So we, let's explore Twitter a little bit more because the, the debate that we're having is happening on Twitter. Yeah. And we've exploded out podcasts a little bit. We've exploded out blogs a little bit. I think Twitter, maybe the three of us can idea share a little bit on how to break down a Twitter contribution. Right. Your chats that you've done, the yeah. Journal of Hospital Medicine chats. I mean, look, you're going to, that could be a coffee table book one day. Those things are so <laughs> cool. Right. And you could absolutely create an entire universe of Journal of Hospital Medicine chats with a leadership pillar mm -hmm. and a clinical pillar and a, and a burnout pillar and a rec I mean, you could just, someone's going to be the medical director for that program in 15 years. That's going to happen. Yeah. Whether it's one of you guys or you wow, pick someone cool. to do it. <laughs> I'm going to hold that, out for that job. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a cool job for sure. But it's the same thing, right? It's just translating these conversations and just taking the conversations to where our audience already is, yeah. including people who are not physicians who want to participate. Right. When we did that sleep one, yes. that's the whole point of my podcast, right? My listeners are not all physicians. Most right. of them are not physicians. Yeah. They like this stuff. They want to get behind the curtain a little bit. So we do those chats. You have a Twitter feed metrics. We can track metrics for all of this stuff. Do we need to have minimum criteria for the impact of a chat, a tweet, follower count to be able to say, I'm not just a dilettante who goes on Twitter and hits send a lot versus I'm someone who, I'm an influencer. Right. I have followers. I put up things that are meaningful that move the needle in whatever I'm tweeting about. Yeah. Um, I, th I think we do. Now, yeah. what those numbers are, I think we're still sort of debating those and sort of feeling those yeah, out. Yeah. Um, there was a group that put out a paper actually on this, and I cannot remember, I think it might have been Dan Cabrera's group. John, was it Jonathan Sherpino? Yes. I'm one author. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh, I love working with Vinny. I'll, I'll quote papers and then yeah. like, there's a reason. Post graduate medicine. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. No, I was, I remember, yeah. 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 And, I, and I'll let <laughs> Vinny sort of. No, no. Well, it was a paper actually that was so. So um, this conversation that we've been having with the group on Twitter, especially through JHM chat, started in a separate thread for me with medical educators. So there's been a very active group on medical, medical educators yeah. on Twitter through the MedEd chat for some time. Right. So one of the chats of several years ago with Ryan Madnick was like, how do you you know, get involved. How do you put social media on your CV? How do you count it? How can you get promoted on it? So yeah. Jonathan mm-hmm. is a leader at McMaster University. Yeah. And I was actually just at McMaster. So speaking of Twitter, yeah. met him for the first time <laughs> after having published a paper sure. with him that's sure. now cited <laughs> sure. on Twitter. Um, and he had reached out to me and it was uh, me, Eric Hombo, a variety yeah. of other folks. Um, he was really the lead behind it. And they had a conference in conjunction with, um, uh, medical education and conference in Canada. So yeah. this was super interesting to Canadians and they had a one day summit. I wasn't able to go because I was on maternity leave. It was one month after I had my daughter, okay. but I was like, oh, I can contribute to the paper and sort of be the on the ground person. And so what we did was created guidelines for how promotion committees should yeah. think about social media. Yeah. So it's yeah. interesting. Now I'm on the other side being like, oh, you know, here are these guidelines. And the key is about documenting impact. So, documenting um, impact, you know, it, you can put up a blog right? But who's reading it? You can have a Twitter feed. How many followers does it have? You could have put out a tweet there and it could be a viral explosive tweet that turned into something huge. Um, how can you document their impact? So whatever metrics you can use are going to be very important. And then also what was the impact of that whatever the tweet was, you know, or whatever the activity was. And so, for example, for the tweet chats, we actually have CME, we evaluate with surveys. So we've tried, you know, partly by design, pushing the envelope on documenting the impact. And in the CME, we actually have a question uh, that says, are you, you know, are you going to change your practice or have you Uh thought about changing your practice? And we see that a lot of people are like this, either reaffirm my practice or I'm going to change my practice or I'm going to teach this new practice. So that's a measure of documenting impact. People sometimes struggle. How am I going to document impact? And certainly one easy way is reach. Did you reach people? people? Uh, But another one is, were you effective? Was your, did your message land? And I think sometimes you might need to ask people that and you could use a poll. You know, there's a lot of uh, convenient ways to like embed those in Twitter to be like, okay, for those that did do this, you know, you might not need to issue a CME survey. You could still be like, you know, a week later, how many people read this tutorial? You know, maybe Tony wants to do this and change their practice. I bet a lot of people for Tony would be like, yeah, that changed the way I did things. And so what she's, what, what Vinny's referencing is one of our hospitalist colleagues. His name is Tony Brayu, and he tweets from at Tony underscore B-R-E-U. And he is a hospitalist on the East Coast, and he does these extraordinarily elegant there's a con- there's a growing controversy about what's the right term to use tweetorial versus med thread. Okay, I'm, I'm, I hadn't thought I hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I just con- bring it up. That that's, controversy hasn't that's made, it, way, like it, hasn't made it way to the Midwest. That's right. It's, yeah. it's breaking news because I invented med thread. And okay, I got it. Want it to be a big deal. But basically, what so what Tony does, and we've all seen them. 20, 25, 30 individual tweets strung together in this long narrative, right. exploring a single topic in the care of the hospitalized patient. They are extraordinary. Yeah. They are unbelievable. He has, I don't know how many, many thousands of followers now. I have no idea what the impact is, but I, somebody told me that he gets like a quarter of a million views per day or some, some insane number. And I don't want to misspeak, but it's mm-hmm. completely 
change the way I think about how we can use this tool. Yeah. So clearly that is something that from the Twitter world we would use. So we've got podcast blogs, Twitter we've dissected. Let's see if there's, are there other ones? And then are there any that we need to avoid? Let's, what can we give people guidance on of things to, at this point of the game, where we're still in this learning phase in 2019, don't do it yet. Hold, the, hold those and let's see what happens with them. So let's start with what's left besides podcasts, blogs, Twitter. Are there other things that you have seen on CVs or you've added to a CV that you found useful or meaningful? Or are those kind of the big three? Well, one of the things that I, I would sort of build off of a little bit of what Vinny was sort of talking about earlier of, of chasing down what those metrics are for any one of your, um, you know, uh, any one of your products is also trying to, what are the ancillary benefits of mm-hmm. actually getting involved as well? Uh-huh. So yes, as for myself, as a sort of junior faculty, sort of trying to build a national presence, um, in some fashion, um, I could tell you, I've been, people have approached me because of the stuff we've done mm-hmm. for JHM Tat, the stuff that we've done for, for, for JHM. Um, and I've been asked to sort of, interview. Let's talk about this. You know, this is, this is a product of, of essentially that as well. Um, so my CV will have this on here. So it's one of these things where it's sort of a very cyclical. It builds yes. off of one another. Yes. Um, and I know Vinny knows this very well, and she's done this very well over the years. Um, and so that's one of those things where there's no quantific, you know, you can't quantify that per se, uh-huh. but it certainly builds off because I, I promise you this podcast will go on my CV and someone else will reach out Better. to me and go, Charlie, I heard you on ET, you know, yes. on Explore the Space. Right. And you, you guys had such a great and interesting conversation. Can I talk to you about this article and that sort of thing? So it, it really does just This idea of propagation, right. how these things will connect. I really like that. That's elegant. Well, and that's the key is finding your voice. I think you're highlighting, you know, you're finding your voice, right? And I will say it's really about mission-based tweeting, right? Mm -hmm. So when you have a mission and you know that mission and you stay true to the mission, your voice will carry. So people ask me, how did I get this many followers? I started on Twitter in 2009. Uh There was not a single medical educator on Twitter. There were a few doctors, Uh Dr. V, Seattle, Mama Doc, like a few, Kevin MD. Like I remember these guys. That's why we all have monikers. People are like, oh, why do you have a moniker? And I was like, well, those guys had monikers. Nobody was using their real name. They would never admit they were doing this to anyone they actually knew. Uh, like It wasn't like embedded in your business card. You were like, oh, what do you mean? I don't know who Future Docs is. Right, and so right, right. that's how I kind of started because my mission was going to be to elevate medical education because it was around the time of people debating around duty hours and a variety yeah, of other things. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the public really doesn't understand what we do. And so if we, you know, kind of, and there was like this whole idea of, you know, are we going to have a doctor shortage? Are we going to have a surplus? You know, workforce issues. I was like, well, why don't I start tweeting about that? So I was like, this will be my voice. Mm And so um, through that, what you realize is that you can amass quite a following because you have a mission. And I think other people who have been very successful this, with this in advocacy, like Esther Chu, you know, big yes. mission, right? Yes. So it also, now, does everyone need to have that much of a mission and, and sort of be tweeting about that? It's really about what you feel comfortable with. So for me, like, you know, right now, I end up tweeting a lot about women in medicine. So my mission has evolved a little bit, you know, and I'm definitely like, that's something I've espoused. It's really a platform. Your mission can evolve. It'll grow with you. But the mission-based tweeting is really important because it shows what you stand for. And what you stand for is who you are. And that's why your employer needs to see it. That's why others need to see it. Now, having said that, if you're not doing mission-based tweeting or you're you have like a locked account, hopefully, because you're, you know, you're a cat person and you're like following people's cats. Okay, that's cool. Probably not something that you want to have on your CV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Um, a good segue, right? Let's get into this stuff where we want to, you are both leaders in 
education, and that's a bigger and bigger term. Mm -hmm. It's medicine, it's clinical work, it's leadership, it's recruiting, and now it's social media. So right. let's give some guidance. What should people not put on a CV? That if you saw it on a CV, you'd say, oi, you shouldn't have put that on a CV. Or just things, maybe they're just not ready for prime time yet. Right. So Charlie, what do you think about things not ready for prime time and then just the absolute hard pass? Yeah. So our, our colleague yesterday, Vinit Chopra, yes. um, gave a great mm -hmm. sort of segment on, you know, the do's and don'ts of social media. And he had a great little quote that was, you know, um, don't quote it, you know, don't tweet anything you wouldn't want your mother to sort of read. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just a really nice way to sort of just encapsulate largely of like how you sh should approach subject matter um, yeah. on Twitter. Now, as I tell most people, I use Twitter um, and social media um, as a professional platform, and that's what it is for me. So if I don't have the ability to say what I'm going to say to my colleagues or at work, I shouldn't be saying it on social media as yeah. well. So um, the, would you then apply that same rule to your CV? So if you're using Twitter oh. and there's something that you want to put on your CV that you use on Twitter, would you use that same analogy of go, no go? Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's pretty... I, and I think it depends on how you want to use this platform, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a very sort of facile, you know, people can use it for both their personal sort of things and, and their professional. Uh -huh. um, but I think as, as we're sort of thinking about it, as we're approaching, I know Vinny's probably approached it in a very similar way, which is, again, this is, this is my professional persona yeah. put out there in the world. Yeah. So, um, some, so topics that I, I tend to stay away from, of course, you know, religion is a third rail, stay away from that. Uh -huh. Politics, I generally try not to sort of wade into unless I feel like my voice as a physician physician is, is an appropriate voice uh -huh. at that point in time. Yeah. Um, we as physicians have a lot of social capital um, that I feel we don't oftentimes use enough. Um, and so there are those moments when I say, look, my voice as a physician, I think will carry much further yeah. and have more reach. And so those are instances where I will sort of step in a little bit, but everyone else is a little bit different. And yeah. I think you have to make that personal judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's variable. And I will say I have changed my tune a little bit. Mm. I've gone from being more cautious politically to now thinking if I, because, because I have more influence uh -huh. and more of a voice, I think if I stay silent on this, does this mean that it's an implicit endorsement? And so that's a change. I've had that change. That's right. Like, and that's why this um, is important to right. say that some and of these so, things are in a holding pattern because right. we don't know yet. Right. But and when you hit 30,000 followers and you're now at Future Docs, people right. know yeah. you. Right. They're going to look And if you. I that's feel right. like, you know, women's rights are being threatened and not something that I'm important, passionate about, right. I, I'm going to tweet about that's it. That's right. But I would stand behind it. The that's key right. is that I'm also um, a little more advanced in my career. So, you know, I've made it to professor. So I have less to lose in some, some ways. But, you know, you, you, everyone has something to lose right. all the time. The other thing I'll say is there are two other areas that I do think are worth delving into. One is Facebook. So I use Facebook personally. Uh -huh. So I would probably not list that on my CV. However, I'm part of Facebook groups where, you know, people start Facebook groups like Doctors on Social Media is a Facebook group. Yeah. And the originator of that is totally in her right purview to list that on her yeah. CV that yeah. because mm -hmm. she created a community or Hala Sabri for Physician Moms Group created a community for all these, you know, moms. It's had great impact. It's been in the news. It's, you know, led to a lot of other things. Yeah. And however, there is one other cautious area which I've been learning about, which is the Instagram influencers. So there's a whole... Um, a lot of younger uh, physicians and medical students especially are kind of getting into Instagram and, you know, there's this concern that are they being paid to perhaps like peddle oh, products, you wow. know? So there's a little bit of an expose on this, uh -huh, you know? Uh -huh. And, um, 
And I think that that's an area where, you know, you say, where do you need to be cautious? Yeah. Like conflict of interest and being transparent. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like when you look at Kim Kardashian's feed, you know, yeah, when it's her product, you know, she's, she's got, she's what she's out to do. But when she's like, oh, great day, I'm just here eating this yogurt brand. Right, like you're right. like, okay. You so know, if a medical student is doing that and they're being paid for it, if they're going to put it on their professional CV, they need to disclose that they were. Oh, I, and I would say they need to be aware of the repercussions right. of being a paid employee sure. of a company sure. in a in an industry that frowns upon that. And that's interesting because so one of the things that I was wondering too is if you are a medical student or you want to go to medical school or move along in your career, but you have a side proposition. Let's say you are a, a well-known baseball coach mm-hmm. or you do online sports gambling sure. or something else that is a big deal for you and it right. is part of who you are and you're a well-known political advocate. Right. We would still want those things on the CV to illustrate the person that you are. You wouldn't leave those things off. If your social media presence, podcast, Twitter, blogging is something unrelated to medicine, the same rules would still apply. Present it as part of who you are, but use that sense of discretion right. so that you're representing yourself in the right way. Right. I would liken it to being, uh, you know, on your school board, you know, like uh-huh. or on the PTA, you know. So if you're, you know, it's like you're upstanding member of the community and you're trying to move it forward. And if yeah. that's, if your other activity sort of fits with that, like you've created community around cooking or whatever hobby it is, yeah. you're going to list it as a hobby as well as what it is that you do for it. And, and think about what you were talking about earlier, Mark, as, as someone who hires people and looks through CVs. You know, one thing that you said is you're trying to get to understand who that person is yes. in some capacity. Right. Um, and just as, you know, social media is just one aspect of, of who Vinny and I are from, from an academic standpoint, you know, if you're into baseball or, or whatever sort of wherever else those um, sort of other outlets that you sort of mentioned are, um, that allows that hiring individual like to know who that person That's is. That's right. And so I think it builds up. It's a, a very important point. And I'll just put out a couple of things just about CVs in general. Being very honest, CVs are not a differentiator for me. Mm-hmm. I want to interview the person. I right. will do it. We'll do a phone interview. We'll have a nice conversation mm-hmm. on the telephone. And then we'll have an interview day and you'll meet with everybody else. And then I'll talk to your references. Mm-hmm. The CV is something that, look, it needs to be clean, it needs to be correct, it cannot have typographical errors or misspellings. Right. Like you just, We need to see that attention to detail because when you're rounding on patients, we need to see that attention to detail. Right. But if you can put those things in there that give me something to ask you about to illustrate who you are, I see that you hosted a, a, a symposium for medical students on advocacy for underserved populations, or it looks like you have a blog on social determinants of health, whatever the case may be, I need to know those things. It makes your CV look totally different. And you have to think about the people who are doing these sorts of things, right? So these are oftentimes very accomplished people who do lots of things yes. in their lives. Yes. And you know, I'm speaking anecdotally, and I think this would apply for a lot of people, but a lot of the things we do on the outside, for, so our engagement in social media, these are the fun things. These are the things we That's really right. enjoy talking about. So if you really want to sort of elicit mm-hmm. some response, somebody, and really get to know them, yeah. tell me about that, um, because I think you'll, you'll get a good response. And that. so here's the final question that I want to put to you both, because it keeps coming up in these social media debates yeah. on Twitter. What title does the section get? What are we going to, we're doing the white paper. What are we titling this section? How high up on the CV should it be? I have my opinion on this one, but what would you, what do you guys call the section? If you have a section on your CV, what do you call it and where do you put it? 
So, Vinny, I'll let you okay, kind of I'll, I'll let kick you, off. <laughs> I will tell you what I call it, and you will probably yeah. laugh. Yeah. Um, but first, I'll tell you what goes last. Okay. And the reason it goes last is because the traditional CV categories, and what I mean by CV is like the long curriculum vitae. I mean, yeah. of course, your resume is going to look different. Yeah. And a long curriculum vitae, you know, you I... You know, being an internist, I go to the ACP website, they've yes. got the CV, you download it, and you're like, okay, I've got all my ducks in a row. All right, now I want to add this. So I just added it to the end, and I called it alternative media. Okay. And so in it, that encompasses everything. Because actually, I do a lot of uh, creation of YouTube videos. Uh -huh. So I have a YouTube channel. So I put a lot of things. I, I didn't know that blog. you have a YouTube channel. Yeah, I haven't, done, I haven't done a lot of videos recently, oh, but we do it. a lot of teaching videos. Yes. And so, you know, we some of them have been funded. Some of them have, you know, been stuff that we do for fun. But that's when I kind of started. I'm like, here's a video that we have used. Here's how many hospitals are using it to teach about. And here's how many hits it has. Okay. You know, and so then kind of going down that, then I added a blog and a Twitter feed, et cetera. Yeah. And so that's where I would add that I was on a podcast. Alternative media, but down towards the bottom. Down towards of your the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Charlie, yeah. how about for you? Yeah, similarly, uh, so my section is called Digital Media. Digital uh, Media, okay. so, so quite Maybe I should change the name of mine. <laughs> quite close. Alternative Media sounds like you're like referring to the... You're in an alt-rock band. 90s. Yeah, yes, 90s rock band. Your comments of the 90s, because <laughs> right. alternative was like Nirvana yes, and Soundgarden yes. and Alice well, in Chains. Well, I did create it 10 years ago. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can update it. Yeah, it's right. time to update it. CVs yeah. are a living document. That's yes. right. That's right. Um, so uh, I, mine is Digital Media, and then right. I sort of fractionate it out. Yeah, so, um, yeah. uh, you know, I blog for um, um, the... Society of Hospital Medicine on yeah. occasion as well. Yeah. Of course, yeah. the stuff that we do with JHM and then my Twitter feed and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I operate in the same sort of world. You know, Vinny and I operate in the very same academic world, which is, you know, they have their priorities. So oftentimes we have to sort of, um, you know, adhere to what the academic world wants and sort of sets up for us. So my CV has to follow a, a, um, a very defined sort of outline. And those things are indeed put at the bottom. Um, but I think it, it's also probably a reflection of where you are in your career as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and how important these things are. Yeah. I mean, you could certainly move those things up on the CV. Um, yeah. You know, an individual like yourself, where this is such a defined thing of you. Yeah. Like, to me, this would be high up on So it's, this is why it's good that we have two people who are in an academic practice and one person who is right. Right. left that world. So for me, I don't actually remember off the top of my head. I think it's something like digital media yeah. and public contributions. Yeah. Oh, and then I, like I break that. it into subcategories. Nice. So the podcast, um, some other work that I do doing curriculum for hospitals around leadership, and then blog contributions and things like that. I have not put anything that I do on Twitter yet because I haven't done anything that I feel like has a big enough impact. If I if I hosted a, a podcast-related event on Twitter, which I'd like to do someday, um, I would do that. But I haven't done that yet. It's It's right near the top. Right. Um, and for me, it's near the top because it does represent the work that I'm doing. So it's, you know, my vital statistics, name, rank, and serial number. And then it's my employment history, what I've done as a medical director and, uh, and these sorts of things. And then it's right after that. Because for me, it does represent who I am. But it illustrates this disconnect. Yes. I think a disconnect is a fair term. One of the things that came up was somebody on Twitter said, I don't know what my P&T committee would say about me having this on there. And I, I said, it, and I was not kidding, why would pharmacy and therapeutics care? <laughs> because I didn't yes, realize, yes. is it promotion Promotions. and oh, tenure? tenure. Yes, yeah. It just didn't. And he's so, like, Mark, you're a moron. I'm I said, gonna, I'm not. I'm just not an academic. I'm going to let you know that. Um, so I wrote a, one of my first blog posts was uh, seven ways Twitter advances your career uh -huh. from Twitter to tenure. 
Uh, I don't okay. have tenure yet, so maybe I will get it one day, but I yeah. don't have it. And so, um, so if I ever get it, I'll be able to tell you I have Twitter and a tenure. But, <laughs> right. um, but I will say that one of the things that is important to keep in mind, and I think people are starting to realize it, Twitter is the vehicle, social media is the vehicle to which you gain national recognition and impact. And when you look at criteria for um, for tenure, it's that you moved a field, yeah. right? And, it, yeah. and it, it, these days, how are you going to move a field? Are you going to wait for the New England Journal of Medicine to arrive to your doorstep? That's right. the thing. Probably That's not. Right. Right. That's right. You're going to move the field through the hearts and minds of the people right. that are either in your in your sphere, rather, like right around you, mm -hmm. or that are on social media. But you've got to have a community that you moved. And so this is one vehicle in which you can do that faster. So I think it's actually more of the vehicle by which you can advance. Yeah. And and then the um, evidence of how you advanced is sort of what you list on your CV. What's exciting for me is that we are going to soon be the people in those positions more and more that look for it. And then it just becomes normal. Right. It doesn't like, why is this person, what, I don't listen to podcasts, why is this on their CV to, wow, this person launched a podcast? Oh my gosh, would you look at this? They are the ones that started the, the, the Journal of Hospital Medicine chat forums on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Look at that universe now. Right. That evolution is just starting, and I think that that's why this work is important, so that people can not just feel that sense of accomplishment, but feel confident that there's meaning and utility and vitality to it, where it needs to be represented in your life's work. And if you sort of think about it, we're, I, would, I would argue we're on the front end of a wave. Right Very now. much so. I and, agree with you. And, a big um, one. If you look at the generations that are younger than us, you know, how are they consuming their information yeah, right now? Yeah. We've talked about them before. They're listening to curbsiders. They're yep. listening to Core IM. They're listening to yep. Mark Shapiro. Um, and they don't so, know the two of you because of publications. They know right. the two of you because of your contributions right. on social media, period. And 20 years from now, when they are stepping into those leader, right. leadership positions, yeah. right. this is not going to be a foreign sense of a, a foreign type of That's media. really well put. So I they agree. are actually going to be looking for these things because yep. they're going to know who those leaders, leaders That's right. are. That's right. And and in the future, like when they're applying for their for their residency position, yeah, yeah. URAS will have a field for your Twitter handle so, to, to, you know, so think about it just one step further, yeah. right? Like on your CV, you know, just like people have on their eSeg, your yeah. Twitter right. handle and your LinkedIn is on your eSeg. We're not far from having that That's on right. your online CV, you know? So, we had people at this conference with their name badge for the for Society yeah. of Hospital Medicine annual meeting, handwriting their Twitter feed on. Right. I bet you next year it'll be there, I, I where there'll be an automatic field yeah. for you. And it's there at some other conference. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I do want to say, I think one group that has been on the front edge, even ahead of us, yeah. is emergency medicine. Oh, absolutely. So I feel absolutely. like, you know, working, I mean, I had the fortuitous pleasure of working with Seth Truger when he was oh, at the University wow. of Chicago. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We collaborate together. And I just was at McMaster, um, met in person for the first time, Teresa Chan. And so, like, the EM community has been on the front edge of the Those open access education. Yes. yes. Work and they have really put the test on you know documenting impact yeah. for all of the work that they're doing on academic life That's and right. EM and all these great blogs right. because they've had to have this asynchronous educational platform because they're because all there. They're, they're all there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they had to innovate and sort of you know necessity was the mother of invention there and it and it. so for them this is I feel like we have a lot to learn from them because they they're in it a little bit longer than yeah, we've absolutely. been and this is a credible thing like when you say oh I run a prestigious EM blog that you're like oh great you know oh like, wow you're yeah. Scott Weingart yeah, from exactly. yeah exactly. for sure yeah, okay yeah. Yeah. All right.
Right. We've resolved, we set out to resolve some important issues. We set out to write the white paper. I think we did. <laughs> I think that we have resolved that absolutely hard yes, your meaningful contributions on social media need to be included on a professional CV. Twitter, podcasting, blogging have a role to play. They're going to continue to evolve. We'll circle back in a couple of years and we'll look at this conversation and see how those things have matured a little bit. And if you need advice, we're all on social media and you can always ask us. My DMs are open. I've actually had people ping me with a DM and say, Mark, should I put this on? And we talk about it. Was it meaningful? How did you use it? What kind of impact did it have? Don't, don't use that one. Or no, that one's legit, 100%. So we've got that cleared up. We don't have consensus on a name for the section yet. I think we're going to not use alternative media anymore. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Maybe I, that's why I said you'll laugh when I tell you what I call no, it. No, no, but, but, it's I, good. but I wanted to be forthright. That's right. <laughs> you, stepped, you stepped into the tension and yes. we figured it out. Yeah. But we do agree that you would have a, a main category and then subcategories underneath it to really allow it to be expansive. Right. We need to resolve and it will be determined based on where you are and what you're trying to do, where to put it on your CV. In my world, it's way close to the top. In your world, I would say probably for right now, it's not. Mm -hmm. I bet you when we circle back in a couple of years, it's going to be like number two with a bullet because this is going to be where people are coming to learn and where they're coming to interact and collaborate and get recognized and fulfill, Vinny, the way you put it, that I love that, to fulfill that mission that they gave themselves when they stepped into social media. Absolutely. This was awesome. Thank we, you. The this white paper great, is done. Thank you love guys it. so much for <laughs> yeah. taking the time. How do we find you on social media? How do we find the work that you both are doing? Charlie, yeah. where are you on social media? When people listen to this, they're yeah. going to want to find you. They're going to want to subscribe. Where are you? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm at Ray Charles, um, and that's W-R-A-Y Charles. Uh, so my little play on, on a more famous individual than myself. <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, and that's and that's basically where I'm at, yeah. um, largely. And then uh, Vinny and I both sort of tweet through the J Hospital Medicine handle as well. That's right. Being sort of the social media and digital media ambassadors for the journal. And that's Hospital a totally Medicine. separate feed to follow. Yes. It to, is. To find you. It that's is. Right. Um, you and know, then we, the chats. Where do we find those chats? How do we know when they're happening? How do we engage with a chat when it's live? Fantastic question. So like I sort of mentioned earlier, we put these out about once a month. Yeah. Um, we usually sort of send out a signal um, about a week or two ahead of time. Um, if you're really interested in you can um, check out the hashtag um, JHM chat yeah. um, and so if you're looking just check that hashtag out and you'll, you'll see some um, um, any updates or any notifications or just follow the J Hospital Medicine um, yeah. uh, and that one will get, and we, and that'll get and you there as well. we pin the tweet. We pin the tweet right. for the month that right. when it's coming. Okay. So yeah. Got it. So we, on that note, we got to go decide what, what article we're going to do next. That's right. That's right. So um, for Vinny, where do we find you? I'm at Future Docs. On Twitter. Yeah. I'm also on LinkedIn. I've been using LinkedIn a little bit more. Okay. So Vinny M. Aurora on LinkedIn. And yeah, either either of those two. How ways. about the YouTube channel? This this mysterious YouTube channel that I just <laughs> learned about. Is it live? Can we subscribe? Can yeah, we follow it's live. you there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, do we find it? Yeah, it's called Merit's Lab. Okay. I'll put it on my Twitter. I'll post it on Twitter. So I you think can you should post it. it on Twitter. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. There's some really high acting moments. Oh, it'll can, be. I can't wait. From years ago. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. So yeah. all of these links will be available in our show notes. And so people can find all of this stuff. I'm at ETS show, E-T-S-S-H-O-W. And it's, it's, a, it's a fun pool to be in. And this was a good question that I think we tackled. And I think we tackled it well. Thank you both very much. Thank Thanks, you. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. 
And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.